0: Weird Things is brought to you by Patreon.com slash Weird Things. Support the show.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Weird Things Podcast. I'm Mr. Weird himself. <laughs> Mr. Weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's it. Right. Joining me is Mr. Strange.
0: <laughs> yep, that's me. My cousin got his doctorate, uh, and I just became a lifeguard.
1: <laughs> we, need, and we need Bryce. Him. <laughs> Hi, Look at that.
2: I'm Bryce Mysterio. Uh,
0: can All I? Right. Can I ask? I, I said this on Daily Tech News Show, but I'm curious your guys' opinion.
1: that's yeah. Justin Robert Young. For Hi, what's up? Wondering. What's up, fam? And I'm Andrew Maine. Hi, Andrew Maine. That's Mayne. it. I said that
0: if the joking physical feud between serial entrepreneur Elon Musk and meta founder Mark Zuckerberg were indeed to culminate in some kind of mother of all influencer boxing pay-per-view, that it would be the highest earning pay-per-view in the history of the medium, that it would make more money than, than any, any other, fight. other fight in the history of now combat now sports, future? boxing, MMA. Well, I mean, I, I can't tell the future, but I mean, in terms of like, I, I'm not to say it's there forever, mm. but I think as far as celebrities go, they're probably two of the biggest.
2: Well, right? and it helps that they have, you know, a uh, world altering <laughs> wealth <laughs> at their fingertips, right? Oh, I, There's a certain uh, amount of like, eh, Hey, you know what? It, let them the let them fight gif is my response to that
1: i don't know and here's my reasoning for this. okay um one is a pay-per-view back pay-per-view back package is actually really expensive right and so when you hear high to, to the to the
0: to the consumer or to put it on no to the consumer yeah uh, t- traditionally i think in in our modern world if we were to look for a comp uh Bryce, if you could look it up, the the Floyd Mayweather Logan Paul, uh, pay per view that was an absolute joke of an actual fight. Floyd Mayweather is one of the best boxers of all time. Logan Paul is a very popular influencer, uh, but that was fifty, and I've seen that pushed for big ticket fights for MMA as high as like eighty. Yeah. So then, are you? So then, what is what do you think the cost is I, for
2: Musk v. Zuck? Is it hundred
1: dollars? Well, I don't know that people will pay that. I think there's a I think there's a certain number of people that yes they will pay, but I think that there's way more people willing to watch a really good boxing match than there are willing to pay fifty bucks to watch these guys fight. I,
0: I would agree with you if it weren't for the fact that we have seen influencer boxing uh uh both with the paul brothers and uh uh, in in a lower scale of just youtuber versus youtuber that has sold out arenas and done respectable business uh yeah
1: but i don't think difference between selling out an arena and being the biggest pay-per-view event of all time
0: i guess i'm also saying this without knowing what the thing bryce is there any way that you can you can look up what what the what the highest grossing pay-per-view of of all time is because i'm i'm throwing that out there based on this idea. And by the way, if you haven't heard this, uh, I forget where it started, but Mark Zuckerberg, who takes on yearly challenges, is very public of, about yearly challenges that he that he takes on. One time it was learning Mandarin. Uh, one year it was that he was only going to eat things that he killed. Uh, oh. There was, of course, smoking meats, which is something that he said about 50,000 times during a live stream. Sweet Baby Ray's. Uh, and, and this year it was Brazilian jiu-jitsu that he really, uh, he has been dedicating himself to Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He has competed in uh, you know various different competitions. I don't know where on the scale of, we have to pretend that Barack Obama is good at basketball. This is in terms of everybody around him uh, uh, giving him confidence, mm. but he certainly seems to, by all available metrics, be taking it seriously. Okay. So I've got
2: uh, some stats here uh, at number 10. We won't go through all of these, but at number 10, Uh, 1.65 million purchases, $80.5 million Mike
0: Tyson v. Roy Jones back in 2020. So so that was a long since retired uh, uh, Mike Tyson Mm. fighting Roy Jones. The
2: most recent would be uh, Gervonta Davis v. Ryan Garcia. 1.2 million buys at $102.4 million. That was in April of this year. Uh, The highest is from 2015 Mayweather v. Pacquiao. 401, uh, excuse me, $410 million, 4.6 purchase. So that would purchase. be the
0: number one. That was a long, long, long anticipated fight that happened about 10 years after it should have. <laughs> so it wasn't great, but still the interest in it was so high. Uh, but if you look right below there, the second highest grossing is Conor McGregor, and that was kind of a joke. That was not a...
1: Yeah, but it's not an influencer. Like, where does, you're right. where does Logan Paul, I, I just... Like Logan Paul didn't even make the list. Did Logan not Paul in the top ten?
0: Yeah, Mayweather and Paul did not make that list. No, not okay. in the top ten. But also, I don't know. I mean, and 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 so the other side of it, and and uh, a point to you in that category that uh, there are no influencers that have made the top ten. But I think if you if when when you said the Logan Paul number, it was around, it was over. Uh, uh, a a pretty significant number for buy rates. It just didn't make the top 10.
2: Yeah. It was $50 for that. Uh, and I, I says, it says over a million purchases, which is not enough to beat the 1.6 at the bottom here, but, um, so it could have, it could have nipped at, at the, at the bottom of this list here, but, um, uh, I, that but, being said, but it did generate a lot of the fame a crossover
0: uh, media and, and c- content. And I would trends. say, if this happened, you're not only getting coverage in the sports world, which would uh, erupt into a minor tizzy because something that would in no way be a true athletic contest at the highest uh, end would be getting as much attention, but it would certainly be something that would be covered on business. It would be, you know, good morning, America level. Coverage because it would be that. I agree. Unique.
1: I, 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 that is a factor that who, who I think that if I don't know as long as the preview price is like $50 or whatever, that it, it will be a thing people will hear about and go, okay. But I don't know that I think if it's because the average person is like, oh, I want to, oh, yeah. 50 bucks. F these guys. Would you, uh,
0: mm. Andrew, would you, would you be settling in, uh, uh, in, in your, uh, in, in your home for a, uh, Zuck Musk? $50 oh, pay-per-view I'm
1: not, a, not at all comfortable with this at all not at all i i just i have a lot of respect for martial art for fighting professional fighters it's also a very brutal thing it's yes. a very thing like mm-hmm. this i i don't know what it says about us when we get to the point where these guys actually go in to do and 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 not in if it was a charity match and they were friends awesome yeah if but musk was it, like it also
2: a known fighter and it felt like they were doing an exhibition or like something friendly but it definitely it would be out that. of class
0: it would be that like that's what it would be also I don't think that it would be in any way a cage fight or an MMA fight the reason why everybody does influencer boxing is because it's very hard if you are not a professional boxer to like knock somebody out or or uh, uh, hurt your you know hurt your opponent to a point where mm. they would be you know, significant issues in MMA. You can like an untrained person can do something very, very dangerous and like, you know, break things.
1: Well, I, I think for, for Musk, he's got a big size advantage. So I think that what's going to work for him, I don't know. I just, I'm not comfortable with this.
0: Yeah.
2: I, I, I think that's, I mean, I'm not really into boxing or mixed martial arts, competitive, competitive combat really at all.
0: Um, because really?
1: I saw you as that kind of guy, Bryce.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I thought you were a real, like, you know, a, a, a pre-Dana White UFC, like, uh, you know, a Royce Gracie fan.
2: <laughs> but I, I think with, uh, you know, competitive combat, you have kind of a bloodlust hurdle to get over. Probably for, uh, you know, across, um, across demographics, right? We, there have been... You know, we talked about the, the the Logan Paul or Jake Paul? Who was that? Both of them. Uh, because both of them, you know, those are those, especially when they happened, were some of the biggest guys uh, on social media, on the Internet, what have you. Um, but I do think there's probably a big gap between those folks's audience and what I see as the people who buy pay-per-views, who even know what pay-per-views are, let alone have a credit card and are adults
0: and can buy one. Um all right, well there we go. Mm, there we go. It is certainly a weird concept, and uh, we will see where it goes, because yeah. uh, i I don't think it there's a snowball's chance in hell that it goes anywhere beyond them barking at each other on their various different platforms, but considering the reported rumors that uh <laughs> Facebook is ready to uh, to unleash a a, a a Twitter clone, oh uh, sure. You know, it is it is interesting that it is happening now for a bunch of different reasons.
2: Can can we touch on that briefly? The, uh, the uh, activity pub uh, semi-scandal going on, the idea that uh, Meta slash Facebook slash Instagram will make a Twitter-like service built on the activity pub protocol that powers things like Mastodon and would effectively plug those new services or programs into Mastodon, and it's kind of decentralized uh federated sort of system. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of of folks who run servers saying like, well if if Instagram connects up to Mastodon, then we are going our our instance is going to preemptively block the that instance.
1: Yeah, uh so let's create this open federated system yeah. that anybody can plug into regardless of whatever Facebook. Oh no. I'm like no, like, like um, I don't use Facebook. I don't really I feel, go on Instagram for like a minute a week, and then I shut it down. Like, I just can't handle it. But if you're trying to be open, open means open. Yeah. Open means if you're saying that no, we're going to pick and choose, you're not open. You are not open.
0: I mean, the, the the greatest hope for any kind of open protocol is that it gets massive, massive, massive adoption from leading players. Yeah. Uh, you know that that is that is the hope. Uh, uh, I know mm-hmm. talking to our friend. Uh, Colleen, who has worked at at both Facebook and YouTube, one of the biggest things that she wanted to do was leverage the leadership that that she had, and, and she knew with other video people to get open source video codecs uh, involved in in some in the highest levels there, and that's the goal. The goal is to to have that. If you believe in this, then you want the greatest adoption because you want it to rub off on any other subsequent platforms that are going to be more closed that at the very least you are introducing an expectation of openness, uh, with the consumer base. And so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, mastodon politics is something that I, you know, inter inter, uh, server politics. I can only imagine that they exist. I, I do not know enough to follow it. Mm. Uh, as for Facebook, creating a Twitter clone, uh, consider myself, my, my, myself shocked. That Facebook would try to clone a popular service, a uh, uh, boy. That what I'm an upset. vulnerable service. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that would be new for them. Yeah, normally <laughs> they only clone ones that are doing really, really well. They they try to rip those off, but uh, no. But that, that's yeah. that's been their move. With, uh, taking the snark out of it, like they see what is succeeding, and then they try to integrate stuff like that into their own. Products. What I found interesting is that they were looking at this as something that would be apart, like it would be its own app, in the way that Instagram is its own app apart from Facebook.
1: Yeah. I, I I don't like the fact that I had to like use my Facebook account with my Oculus. I'm not really excited to embrace anything else they put out, but I fully support their right to create stuff. And if it's an open network, of people are going to say we're going to shut you out because you're fa- that's not that's not open.
2: It is certainly at least uh, diminishing the value of those servers that choose to do to, to be in this pact, right? That say we're going to yeah. be the non we're in the non-meta pact. But then you know, if Meta adds a billion users to the Activity prob, Pub protocol, mm-hmm. uh,
1: is it theirs or is it yours? It, you know, it's like it would make it more useful. It probably would make it more useful for people who are using that yeah you know network. So. That's the thing too. And it's it's you know they want to you know, I don't know. Yeah. Uh strange, strange stuff. Yeah, social media. It feels like
2: uh it feels it feels like we're ready for a new one. I'm ready for a new one. A new social media? I'm ready for a new one, yeah.
1: I don't I think I so, got enough. I never replaced I, Twitter, I guess. We say and then we get a thing. Uh I downloaded the Apple Vision sdk last night this is the the development environment and if you want to develop applications for their new vision device their spatial reality headset so i got that and played around with that a little bit and uh you know i can make screens in a virtual 3d space computer there's that i can do that now uh but it is interesting to sort of think about look at what mobile did to computing look what mobile computing once things were in your phone and once we sort of optimized around this sort of small screen this sort of thing facebook these other things became popular i'm not saying that we're going to be using visions the amount of time that we use our phones i'm not saying we're not either but i do think that way apps things like this and i think their spatial reality the idea of putting these things into your environment and not a virtual one is a very very interesting approach because we've seen it attempted before but when you imagine the idea that like i'm sitting here i've got two displays but if i have these if i can have these things on i forget that i'm on there that i could have infinite number of displays and you two could be sitting you know across from me or whatever what does that mean what is you know what is that content? What is that? So you know, what is a show store network like that where I could just say, "Let's get four friends together." I think there may be. This is like my prediction. You know, th- this is the this is the startup that will create, and somebody will do it. Somebody will make, and then three years from now, four years from now, we'll remember we had this conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's it's literally going to be a bunch of quick kind of cool games like walkabout golf and things like this. And it's like a channel that you just pop in and say, "Hey, who's free?" And we've seen versions of this in stream. We've seen versions of this in other places, but literally just pulling that thing out kind of thing and be like, hey, uh, I'm going to tell my friends I'm available and I'm willing to have a conversation, play a game or do whatever, who wants to do this? Mm -hmm. And then boom, you know, you're teleported into an environment or everybody teleports into your living room and then you do it. And for
2: VR, you know, having been a gaming first platform pretty much the whole time, uh, you're going to have, uh, in terms of, I don't know, the available developer pool, um, have people who are used to making, uh, you know, experiences and used to making games and sandboxes, maybe more so than making apps or or, or things that are designed specifically for productivity. Um, but I, I think it was interesting that when they announced the Vision Pro, you know, you only saw... A little bit of gaming, and not none of it was VR style gaming. Um,
0: I, I, I think they very so intentionally itself, wanted assume. wanted to get away from that. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they wanted to put themselves in the same category as the uh, the Quest, Quest and I, I don't think that they wanted that they, they wanted to say no. That's fine. You have gaming. We'll eventually do really really good games. But yeah, they, they, you 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 guys uh, uh, sell your your uh headset based on that we want to sell our headset based on this is a revolution in this
1: experience and, and to be clear when they showed their demo of the app store they showed records is a totally immersive vr environment and yeah. so we know at least the planning is that all oh, that's coming but yeah they just they didn't want it to look like an oculus quest commercial they didn't want it to look like that they wanted it to be their own thing and it was weird because like we talked about this in the previous episode how zuckerberg said ah i didn't When you watch people's vision, it's isolating, everybody's by themselves and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, like that's not the Apple commercials I saw and the stuff like that's the Quest stuff. And then it's or you're in a meeting, you know, like Quest is I'm playing a game or yeah, I'm in a meeting.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a very, very specific reason why the first Apple commercial was a dad using it and the child was able to interrupt. Mm, yeah, like that's very, very intentional because they do want you to believe we're making your world better. We're not hijacking you to a virtual world like you can. You know, you can you can you can tune out a little bit if, if you want. But guess what? We're always going to be we're, we're going to default to the real world being allowed to pull you out
2: so how how much of the sdk did you go through andrew did you and and did you learn anything uh maybe that we hadn't already seen announced for the vision
1: no i mean just you you got to see a little bit more about how like sort of the windows are arranged how the apps are structured there's a little thing they didn't talk about which is there's a little tiny i can try loading it and if we want to get ambitious here, but there's a little arrow that you plug, like a little blue arrow, I mean a white arrow on a blue circle that you press, and that pops opens a menu that you can click to get like the main menu and whatever. There's some little things in there for like how the controls work. The interface I thought was actually pretty nice for the simulator where you can select where you're gonna point, where you can move around. The development environment to create it in, it's just, if you're familiar with developing in Swift UI, which is just a framework for Swift, where it's it's pretty straightforward. It's pretty easy. I loaded in like a photo into the, took a, opened up the browser and opened up, you know, the weird things, you know, site whatnot. So it's not, you know, I I think that the challenge is with any cool tool is the tools dropped in front of you. And then you're like, Oh, what do I do? Mm -hmm. You know? And I think that I I, kind of decided I'll play around to see what this can do. And then I'm going to go away from it and then think about what I want to build because Right now, if you're just sort of building traditional apps, you're just going to be building flat apps yeah. versus yeah. immersive stuff.
2: Because yeah, even developers presumably won't have their hands on a unit, uh, or at least a publicly available unit, until you know early next year. So you kind of have everyone in this mode for the next what six plus months of making apps in simulation. All you know, more or less, only making it in this SDK or the Vision Simulator app that they've got here. Um, I, I wonder what, if there will be any sort of, uh, friction in that transition between developers making something and then actually using it full time for, for deeper development. Um, uh, does it seem like the simulators gives you a good sense of, of, of what the right target is to hit things like that?
1: Yeah, I think, I think, you know, people have been creating video games and stuff using unity and 3d games for years in this, I think. I think that the the simulator is going to be a good, you know, will be a good idea. I think really, I think a lot of you know really good immersive stuff you're going to be building inside of Unity, and then this is just going to be a good way to see how it all interacts with that. Mm. Um, but uh, it does give you an idea of like how I mean everything seems natural, everything made sense. I wasn't going, why did they do that? You know. Yeah.
2: Uh, well, that's that's interesting. I don't know. I I. What is the, what Justin, Yeah, you get a vision pro. What is your killer app? What's your halo killer app for the vision pro to
0: be totally honest. It's like, I'm fascinated to find out, uh, uh, what I, what I think it might be. Yeah. Is like email or word processing or something like that. Like something kind of that, that feels more mundane, than than you might think, but you just find oh man, I can go through this so much faster uh in this world than mm-hmm. uh than than looking at my I m my laptop and and be it through like being able to process stuff like I can see a world where in emails just like meh 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 is faster than mousing over archive yeah like message click Click. boom load like if i'm just able to like like uh, and also i mean the the thing that i really really truly am fascinated by with this is what is the what are the true ramifications of eye tracking of you being able to just with your eyes focus on something and have that the thing that you are interacting with uh because I, i think it'll it'll be a slight learning curve but if it works in the way that they say that it works, that means you're able to just move so much faster in this world than you are when you're using brain to hand to move hand to click like th- those these these are a lot of steps that you don't think of as a lot of time that can add up and and you can feel the wind at your face if it if it does work like that
1: there's i've been. As I've been talking about, I've been really into like memory palace techniques yeah. and studying this stuff. And like, I just built, built an app using GPT four to help me like record my memory palaces and do active recall, incredibly effective to be able to build that kind of stuff, whatever. But part of it is too, is that, and I'm getting to a point here, I swear, uh, like I decided to do like the tour of my house and to save that as, and it's like a 55, they're like 50 stops. Right. And. I'm amazed that I can recall that super easily right now, every single one of those things in there, but it's not too amazing because it's it's a space that I know of. It's a familiar space that I'm aware of, and I just have to know each stop. I did that with the magic castle. I have like twenty six stops on the first floor of there. When you think about what does spatial computing really mean when you start building applications and building things that are in your physical space, because I've thought about like how I, if I want to build an app is like can I I can have my code for my app. I can have a virtual device here. I can have my server up there, and I can see this. I can bring in the audience and just these these other things. When we start to put, we we've only really we haven't really touched upon this because VR devices have mostly been game centric, but we have not really played with the 3D interface and what that will mean because our brains are really good at picking up spatial information. And what does that mean? Because I think about if I have if I'm working on a project and I have two screens. But I'm like, oh, I'm going to put a screen up here that's for some other thing. I'm going to put this project's over here. I'm going to have a list of things here. Much like we do real face space, but like if we start doing the like 3D space, like you think about your pro- your podcast set up there, Bryce. Mm-hmm. You know, like what would it be like if you, if, cause I look at, you've got a control board to your right. You've got all these other things. I and like it's helpful.
2: monitors in front of me. I got three different mice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like that control board is a great example of, Years ago, somebody would say, "Oh, we can just all do it with one screen," and you're like, "No, no, I, don't. I, I need my control board here because I need to know I reach my hand, my muscle memory. I need to know I reach my hand over here. This button's there. I'm not clicking through things. But we've been con- we've been constrained by screens. We've been constrained mm-hmm. by that space, and apps have to live in that space. Apps no longer have to live into that space before." You know, and that's what's fascinating to me to think about is like, oh, like what does it what does it really mean when you can just an app can be anything?
2: yeah, I saw uh, someone uh, I don't know if it was with reddit or or somewhere else asking uh, uh, so when will when will someone make a calculator app that just sits on the table that just when you need a calculator, oh, it's on the table. that's yeah that's, that's where you know where it is. You don't have to like you just find it and you go to it uh, or you bring it to you you call it to you 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 know thor hammer anything in the world that's not in front of you i don't know there there it's it's tough because we are so screen focused right now we have been very screen focused for a long time um and i even even right now i like i don't I don't even know. Like, I think you're right, Andrew. Like, something like the specific workflow workstation that I'm at, I understand as a 3D space. Maybe we need to think of it something like a car, car the interior of a car design, right? You need to be able to focus on what you're doing, but also touch things and make small. I, don't,
0: hmm. I mean, I think we, we are going to be coming up with a new visual language for stuff like this. Should it again? Yeah. Should, 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 if, if, if. But uh, the idea. Of strataing out apps that are by focus or function, some should be right in front of me. Some should always be permanently on the side, like you mentioned with the calculator. Some should always be if if a surface, a desk uh, is is available, they should always be there, and they should always return there. Um, it, it's It's this kind of stuff that I think. Unlike with the watch, I think the last time that we were talking about like the watch, I was like, I've still been disappointed that we have not seen a class of like watch specific apps. And I, I mentioned Uber as, as an example of like almost 99% of my interactions with Uber, which are hit a button, a car comes and gets me. I should be able to do on the watch. Like that's, it should be my Uber button. I go bing and that's it. Uh, But even that we have not seen it. Right. right. And And that's that's because there's a lot of constrictions in terms of battery power, uh, uh, GPS, uh, uh, that, that kind of stuff processing with this, it appears as if they have launched it at a point where it's powerful enough that we are going to see a lot of different types of apps that are specifically designed for this world and the limitations on what they are is a far more broad and exciting world. Mm. Want to know what else is a broad, exciting world? The world of Patreon.com oh, okay. slash weird things. That was not my guess. Patreon.com slash weird things, you doubting Thomas, is <laughs> the place where you can go ahead and support this program. I don't know they right now. You get the After Things podcast as well, mm-hmm. or anybody else. I, nice. Mm-hmm. A custom RSS feed. Like look at that! You just you put think? that in the, uh, in the in the podcatcher of your choice, baby. That's the way to roll. Head uh-huh. on over there right now: patreoncom slash weird things. I was thinking of Europa.
1: Oh. so let's talk about the uh, horrible tragedy that just happened this week with the submarine, Woof. the Titan.
0: Yeah. Uh, Ooh, yeah. The talk of uh, our. Modern media landscape, fractured though it might be, uh, an extraordinary story, an extraordinarily tragic story. Um, you know, there's so much, I, I, I almost feel like, uh, uh, where, where do we want to start uh, with, with, with this? I mean, aside, of course, from the uh, recognition of the fact that, you know, people lost their lives and that is, that is very important.
1: Yeah, I, I I think anywhere is sort of fine as an entry point into it. I I think that you know the the you know my take is a it it sounds like this company didn't know. I mean, it sounded like they took all sorts of crazy risks. It sounded like this was really a half-baked thing. You know, James Cameron had pointed out that like in fifty years of deep sea submersible research and exploration, there hasn't been a loss of life until yeah. now. And that, you know, within the, apparently within the community, this company, people were nervous about and anxious about, and according to a whistleblower, this thing really wasn't designed to do this. So it just sounds like a horrific thing, but it is, you know, I, I'd, I'd say that frustrating is some of the weird, you know, eat the rich sort of mentality. Well, let's, there, let's, let's, let's
0: pause that for a second. Cause I do want to talk about the technical stuff before we get into the conversation around it. And I have a lot to say about the conversation around it. Um, Ooh. The, the the tech stuff is fascinating, and one of the things that I wanted to do as this first started to break was keep more of an open mind, because nobody that I saw that was talking about it at least seventy two hours ago, uh, what I characterized as uh, submarine experts, uh, uh, much in the same way that they were not a uh, 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 virology experts or, or or other stuff, and yet it's all the same people that are making uh, uh, you know very very strident claims. Now that we are here, I just listened to an interview with a man who has been to the South Pole multiple times. He is, he is one of the uh, uh, you know, small group of people that does a lot of this extreme tourism. Uh, uh, his personal thing was going to the point of inaccessibility on all continents, which is essentially the point of a continent that is as farthest away from all water. And so he's done it everywhere, you know, uh, uh, Africa apparently was the most personally hairy because he was going into areas that are hotly disputed with many, many different uh, uh, oft violent forces uh, vying for it. But he put down a $10,000 deposit with Seagate.
2: That's the company that ran
0: the sub. That ran ran the Titan. And he said, you know, First things first, uh, he was not comfortable with some of the things that were coming out of there that they were missing deadlines on, on stuff. Uh, he, then he dropped out, but he knew other people that stayed in, they were set to go do their dive in 2019. They arrived in Newfoundland and then we're told that it was canceled while they were there, not because the sub wasn't ready, but because the company had not booked the boats to go out to take the sub down. Ooh, uh, that's
2: uh, that's not that's not rocket science. That's a, a an email
0: that is that is organization. Yeah. And when you are talking about organization, when on the other side of it, there is a life and death scenario, then that matters a lot more in one of the interviews I saw with James Cameron, he was pointing out that, look, they made a design decision to use a carbon fiber hull. That is something that he personally is greatly against. Uh, He has built his own, I believe, out of steel. Um, And he said part of the insidious element of carbon fiber is that it will work and it did. I think they did twelve dives with this. I I heard it was eighty
2: some. Yeah, I, I heard I it was, was a I, lot. I, I had heard, maybe, yeah,
0: maybe. But it, it did not sound like they were making a new one of these. But he was saying that, that that's the insidious part is that with carbon fiber, it does take wear and tear in a way that steel doesn't. According to him, you can you can re, you can cycle steel hundreds, if not thousands, of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, with carbon fiber, you don't know when it's going to fail Give. and yeah. that is ultimately what happened is is you know what he called it insidious that it lulls you into a false sense of security that oh no it's this is fine and you know it, it appears that the ceo of this company was of the belief that carbon fiber was something that could hold up and he paid for it with his life along with everybody else on that capsule yeah uh
1: it's it's disconcerting because uh, precisely that that has historically been the problem with carbon fiber is to, to really understand what's going on you need to sort of x-ray it to see what's going on inside of there and i doubt that they were going through an x-ray in every square inch and when you're about to have a catastrophic failure like i the, the moment it was lost i you know i told roshni like i don't hate to say it but like they're you know like they're gone like yeah. this this is this sounds like a structural failure which is just going to be a, you know, when I, you know, you hear like articles like, Oh, so-and-so talks about what their survivors are going through right now as the air runs out. And I'm like, I don't know for sure, but man alive, like, yeah. like this, this just was the, the design of it, whatever. It's like, if you ask to say what was the most likely scenario. Yeah. Um,
0: the, the, the Occam's razor
1: on it is a
0: structural collapse. Yeah. It, it was not it it being, you know, floating around like, uh, you know, so much detritus around and, the Titanic,
2: and and there were enough, uh, maybe probably circumstantial, but enough enough little bullet points to go, oh, they, if if it wasn't uh, an implosion, we probably would have seen them right now by now, right? The the uh, the ballast, right, was supposed to dissolve after 24 plus hours, so presumably they would have floated, and and any number of little things yeah. that like. The, we might have had something different. I think it was very interesting, um, and I'm sure there was no small amount of geopolitical <laughs> considerations in, involved. That uh, it took the Coast Guard and yesterday saying, "Oh yeah, we are pretty sure we heard it implode." was it, immediately.
1: Wasn't wasn't the Coast Guard what it was? Is there's the Navy has has microphones throughout the ocean to listen for other sub to listen for enemy subs and stuff, and apparently they had heard yeah and a sound and implosion or explosion and then there was but then there was also the account of hearing and it's been spun into this well they knew but why did they do the search rescue like well there's one team at the navy that listened to stuff heard a thing that sounded like an explosion that could also be like an air tank on the external air tank exploding whatever it's not like it it just i I, people kind of like and but
2: and if that timeline holds up they wouldn't have even known that there was a missing sub uh, you know, presumably
1: that, Oh no, that, that they knew they, by, you know, with the search and rescue been going on, like, I, I believe that people within the Navy had a very good idea what probably happened. Yes. No, uh, yes, ago. yes, yes.
2: But I, but like what I'm saying is if someone was listening for that
0: bang, right. You when were, it happened, you were, you were saying contemporaneously, yes. like in, in, that, in moment, that
2: moment, you would have been, you wouldn't have even thought there's a missing sub. The
0: sub wasn't famous I... yet
1: is your argument I, it, what i
2: heard was they, that it blew up pretty much right when they lost contact with it
1: but yeah it, and they 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 keep really good track of what goes down there because a submarine and a surface ship and this stuff and what's going on there like and that's part of it is it's classified stuff but they have uh you know for context my grandfather years ago back in the 80s worked for a tech company that built the sauna boys which are those things that they drop down into the in, to you know pick up the movements of things and so we've got sensors all over we've got sensors all over for picking stuff up and we have tools to recognize what they are and so somebody was somewhere going like well that didn't sound good but to your point they don't know specifically they would have known like yeah sounded like something happened but again classified info whatnot and yeah. you don't want to say no nope, call off the search guys because we heard an explosion because could be wrong, and so there, there's. I, I just saw somebody on Twitter is like, ah, that was all. We're being gaslighted. Like, no, like they didn't know for sure that it, that if that if it had been like an external tank or something else that had popped, and they should call up the search, and they were alive, we'd look stupid. Because well, yeah, well, because oh, God on, they on. get that wrong. Yeah, God but for, also
0: look, they, they they the 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 reporting on it at least is that they informed the people that were looking for the sub immediately. Like like it's not like the people that needed to know about that information knew about that information as well. Yeah. That was not enough to call off the search. They continued to search. They went for a few days, but there's a reason why outside mm-hmm. the window of there being any way for them to have survived underwater, they called it pretty quickly because they they knew what it was. I think it would be yeah. it would be horrible if they if they called it off. But what, what I find fascinating, and we can use this as a gateway and to talk about the conversation about this is our concept and expectation on news delivery like this thing went missing and within hours after the official search being called off we knew about this information and yet the the uh, uh, the commentary is well we should have known sooner or or they knew earlier and it's like like what all this happened in 72 hours like, like what, what, what do we expect I mean, about I mean, about knowing this it, kind of I stuff? Mean, I, I agree with your dissent to that,
2: Justin, and also, like, there's going to be hot takes. Like, I saw there was an op yeah. in the LA Times that was like, people are making fun of the sub and the people in it way too early, to which I said, like, your line, your personal line or the 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 time it takes you to uh, to acclimate to the 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 tragedy happening in the real world is going to be different than everyone else. Screw you for saying like uh, no one should make fun of it or talk or No, I'll try say to make that. I'll
1: say it's not cool. I would say that okay. with there's, you know, you get a 19-year-old kid on there apparently didn't want to go on there and we're still waiting. I'm like I mean yeah, you can say whatever you want, but like I mean that I was don't know. awful.
2: Uh, that 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 is an awful part of it. I think it is awful but also like if if the response is to finger wag at other people i i don't know that that seems that seems equally rushed to to judgment certainly to publish to publication
0: i i like uh, uh welcome to capital t capital uh, d the discourse uh, uh as we as we have the discourse about this um I found it among the more fascinating Rorschach tests that we've seen recently on the internet, where a thing happens and now the reason the thing happened has to be our personal political belief or our personal socioeconomic beliefs like that's the reason why this happened that's what uh uh, the 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 takeaway here is because i look at this rorschach and i see late stage capitalism or i look at this rorschach and i see wokeness run amok because of uh, comments by the ceo saying he didn't want to hire 50 something white men or whatever like it's an incredibly newsworthy story the Titanic, for whatever reason, for over 100 years, has maintained our fascination mm-hmm. as Americans and probably humans, right? Uh, we are incredibly fascinated by it to the point where these people lost their lives trying to see it. Uh, for 100 years later, there to be a tragedy at the site of the Titanic, that's going to get a lot of news. And guess what? It's going to get a lot of news, a lot of but more news than other things that might have happened Uh, uh, that also are tragedies, including other boats sinking with various other people on it around the world. Things that are more common than this. And yes, the fact that some of them were billionaires is part of the newsworthiness of it. Doesn't mean that you have to like it. Doesn't mean that you have to believe that billionaires are good, great, or awful. It means that it is going to be covered more because there are fewer of them than there are of us. And, and if a bunch novel. of them, and if a bunch of them die, a lot of people are going to pay attention to it, and so
1: a soccer team gets trapped in a cave in Thailand. It's novel. We talk about that too. Exactly. The, the Peruvian yeah. miner, the book, yeah. the miners got captured. Like it, yeah. it. It's a. This is novel. People go like, why don't we this? Like, because it's 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 not. You know, when it's novel, it's novel. I
2: like yeah. I mean, like you look at the you just look at the bullet points of this story, like. At, at sea you've got deep sea professionals you got rich guys you got the guy who owns the boat they're going to the Titan. like you couldn't there's write a a lot, a lot
0: a lot of men biting a lot of dogs <laughs> newsworthiness wise yeah. right like there's just a lot of things that are that are happening in the same way that, that the miners in the same way that, that the soccer team did and and now all or the, or the Malaysian plane or something like that yeah. there, there's there's a a lot of things that go into these stories becoming International fascinations, Bryce. I, I will so, disagree with you. I do think that the, that the making fun of it discourse was gross. I thought it was. Uh, 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 I'm, I'm not here to crusade against it, but uh, I I thought it was. Uh, it was gross. It was and 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 yeah. and and the and the what element of like well like oh when when migrants sink we're not uh, uh, you know spending this much time I think is is a, a lame justification to. Uh, dance on the watery graves of people in a tragedy. So
2: uh,
1: and, Colton? Oh,
2: you you Colton, go ahead,
0: Andrew, because I cut you off
2: but, right
1: Yeah, Colton has a question. Says, uh uh maybe a dumb question. Why can't we pull the Titanic up? That is the title, or that is a subject of a book by Cl- Clive Cluster called Raise the Titanic, which is actually a movie, which is kind of amusing, um, where they actually try to do that. But this was before they actually had found the Titanic and where it was in the condition. If you wanted to imagine a environment in which you could preserve it for the longest and stable and whatnot, where it is, is fine. It's great. And remember the Titanic's in multiple pieces. It's spread across the floor of the ocean. And if you tried to raise it, you would damage it and what to what's the cost and everything else like that? Well, then is somebody going to claim it? Right now it's kind of in a great place. It's a very difficult to sort of place, but it's, you know, to pull it up, you're going to, you'd have to preserve it and you would have to be able to do great things to go to great efforts to prevent it from rusting because the moment it comes up, it's just going start to it'll deteriorate quickly so it's not economically why raise it to it's in a very good place other than how it originally got there which was horrible to make that very clear yeah Yeah. could Uh, be there but it's there
2: but uh uh uh, if i could go back like uh i'm not saying i love all of the humor that people have had about the uh, and and let's be specific
0: it was eat eat the rich discourse the the uh 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 billionaire solution machine was was the kind of uh, uh, commentary that i was seeing about this i mean uh, ultimately i i
2: don't i don't know enough about that specific take to 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 even i'm not defending any of that i just think yeah. there are also better uses of of our time and publication inches than uh, scolding people for scolding people on the internet scolding people on the internet because Oh, no, the billions of people that are interconnected, some of them were not on the line that you thought you that you thought there should be. And I agree. I, there's a lot of stuff I don't agree with. There's a lot of stuff I, I would have would would also think is gross because I'm a human and have my own line. But I, I I like, yeah, man, the Internet is a hot take machine and just as hot take as. Uh, eat the eat the rich machine is also the well uh, we're all you're, you're, you're finger finger wagging but, finger right, let's too.
1: back up let's back up because like i i'm i'm not always eager to jump in and defend the la times or elsewhere but <laughs> i i i it kind of comes into if somebody says does something i nice, mean and i say hey that's mean am i equally as bad as that person for saying that's mean i don't think so because like to me, you know, there's it's it's this. The, my concern is the desensitization that these people, for many people out there, the people on the sub weren't real; they were characters in a TV show they were watching, and they said these things, not realizing they're real human beings. There's real stories, there's real narratives there, and that's the thing that, like, I do think we need to comment on that, and I think that we need to be introspective about that too, because I think news organizations are very guilty of this too, of ignoring the fact. I'm like. I'm like I think the problem is is people think they're watching TV all the time and they say stuff like why is there so much animosity and stuff on social media because people aren't real they don't think treat people as real and so I think like yeah let's comment on that like this is real this is a real thing that happened this is not an episode this is not just this this live TV show we watch where they're gonna pop up next week no they're dead they're gone yes and that to me to make a commentary to say hey listen do we need to be, you know, spiking whatever political footballs we have about this right now? I don't I I'm I'm with that. I'm fine with calling out that behavior because I don't think we call it out enough. Okay. I
2: I I I I just think it it gets to this point of of deciding that uh, we need to this, I don't know. I, 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 I clearly have a very cogent and a well-decided uh, argument yeah, and no, opinion but on Bryce, this but
1: like t- but, it's like like for yeah, for, for me it's uh, like okay. remember when we had people didn't want to get vaccinated and people were dying and we got that oh. well serves them right it's that same mentality and it's same thing because it's like you know somebody who's progressive and supports some issue and something bad happens to them you get conservatives like "Well, serves serve oh. it and i don't like that i don't like that whatever side's doing it and that came from that same sort of space of like you know, oh somebody did they get I no, they uh-huh. had it coming. And I'm like, ouch. Like that's just that's not a very humane place to be.
2: I guess I just wonder what the next step is on that. Uh whether it's uh uh a new perverse form of 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 publication, a la buzzfeed, but now it's the ten people we can't believe crossed the line uh joking about the topic the the current
0: news. Like I mean, like that's long been a part of our media ecosystem
2: yeah and it's and I'm lame and it stupid can, and boring and it like, can get worse like uh, it can, oh, oh okay well no, like, no 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 like,
0: this, is, this is this is more more of a journalism take, but i agree with you i i it, i 100 mean, percent agree that these stories are bad i do think that they were probably at their worst during the uh initial uh uh onset of twitter where i saw many articles when you know there would be a big moment in a basketball game and then some brilliant uh, uh, writer for Deadspin would search the N word and then and and the name of the person who hit the hit the shot and then be like, look at all these people who said the N word about a basketball game last night. And it's like, like yeah, if you troll a message board, you're going to like with enough people on it, mm-hmm. you're going to be able to find vile stuff. Uh, yes, and and I think talking about it writ large is one thing civility toward, uh, ourselves as we, we continue to colonize these digital spaces. Uh, but I agree with you that if we are going to follow that to an nth degree and just name and shame people who say awful things on, on a forum, that is something that we will find forever. Yeah. I mean, I look, I, I look at this,
2: I guess I'm coming at this from a similar perspective of, of like the fake news machine, right? Like if you want to push a counter narrative, there is a structure to do so, and a lot of it, it relies on on having just a hand- just a small number of of data sets across everyone connected on the internet um and ultimately what you get is time being taken away from uh from quote unquote the truth with falseness um and and i I just wonder if it's a similar thing with like like yeah we can't we can go through the process of like adjudicating this and, and and all but also it just seems like everybody should just like live and let live to some degree uh uh just, there are going to be people who say things you disagree with and think that you didn't like
0: do, uh, do you think that it's concern trolling a little bit what is you me doing this now like saying like you're allowed to say that it's gross but not like that don't say it in the l a times that's too much uh, I
2: disagree with the l a times piece as well is is what i say like, i think I, I think I think we can all agree that we have <laughs> said that since i you know i i don't i I just don't think I have an answer, but I think also saying the answer is everyone needs to change their habits is probably. Well, that's probably foolhardy,
0: side. right? Yeah, I, I think in in, in any scenario, uh, or in every one of these scenarios that arose from this story, everybody is identifying their themselves to the people for whom they would like to identify themselves, and the people that were saying, "Thank God, here's an efficient way to kill billionaires." Uh, while I think it is a cold and callous. Take that disregards, uh, actual humans that are, that, that would, could possibly be on this website and seeing this kind of commentary about people that they loved. They are identifying themselves to other people who, uh, uh, you know, believe that we are in a late stage capitalist hellscape and billionaires are actively making their lives bad, right? Agree or disagree with that take. That's who, that's what they're doing. That's why they're making those jokes. They're making those jokes to find that community, uh, and they don't care about whether or not other people are upset about it because to them, other people being upset about it is the reason why we're in this situation to begin with, comrade. The uh, When when we say, yeah. and when Andrew and I say, hey, this is gross and I don't like it and it's bad, that is us identifying ourselves uh, as people that would like, that that dare to believe that saying, this we, we can be more humane even here in the darkest, deepest reaches of the internet. Uh is not I, is I, not is not is not a shame.
1: And I I make I've made my dumb, callous jokes and stuff like this. And and I'm I'm that person too. When something bad befalls somebody, part of me wants to go, well, what did they do to deserve it? You know? But I know that's not good. That's not a good thing. And and I just you know, I don't, yeah, not that the LA times is the paragon of virtue and you know how to handle things, but like, I don't, I, I, I get, I get to your point, Bryce, I think singling out. Nobodies or people like this with hot takes to do stuff is dumb. I just hate that kind of journalism. I don't like this because it's sometimes it's like, well, this person with 12 Twitter followers said this. And it's like, why, why is it? Why are you, you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're elevating somebody. So I, I get that part of it. I just, I just do think If the world was more like you, Bryce, we'd be in a better place, but the world is not like you, you know, and people, people, monkey, monkey do, and we have a right to say whatever we want. I absolutely believe that. But that also means that when you do a thing, you know, you're going to have an effect on things and you have to think about that. So,
2: yeah, yeah. I I mean, even, uh, I don't know, like we did, we did great night on Tuesday and I didn't, I, I wasn't. Gonna feel comfortable making jokes about the sub, and uh, I I made more of that.
0: I went further. (laughs) I went further than I think the two of you in making a joke about the fact that we weren't gonna joke about
2: it. Yeah, and and I don't begrudge anyone uh, in involved in in you know in us doing the show in the same way. I hope no one holds it against me that I do. It did make me a little uncomfortable.
0: Uh, Yeah, Uh,
2: but uh, unfortunately. it is a tragedy. I'm really sorry. It is a tra- like, it is a it is oh. a trauma that will affect the, the families of these people, uh, the people who can relate to it. Like it is awful. It is it is a terrible thing.
0: Nothing uh, nothing sharpened my black sense of humor like being a reporter. Yeah. When you're a reporter, and, and especially when you're reading about the worst things in the world that are happening—death, rape, maiming, robberies. Uh, uh, people that are suffering what will hopefully be among the worst days Zombies of their entire life. Zombies popping
1: out of the ground in the gr- oh,
0: exactly. I mean, like Sam
1: <laughs> Robinson is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And that
0: was the day the skeletons came to life. Uh, um, yeah, like that's a, the, a a coping mechanism is is making those jokes, and uh, you know, I think that there are times where you want to do it. You know, context matters. Platform matters. If you're Absolutely. doing it with a few friends, it's different than saying it, uh, saying it uh, on 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 a platform because the people that would be affected by it, that would be the most hurt by it, are less likely to hear it if it's if it's in 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 private than it is in public. Maybe, uh, maybe this is all, uh, uh, and and this is not
2: meant to deflect or be a rationalization, but but you know maybe this is part partly a sign of weaknesses of the internet and our social media infrastructure, right? Every website kind of wants to be the public square and is putting everyone into public. But even as we talked about the Mastodon stuff, you've got people who are using an open public platform who are kind of upset about someone else using the open and public, you know, infrastructure that they've set up here um, and saying, Oh, but not that, not that kind of open, not that open. Um, And, and so it's, it's, I, it's, 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 it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird thing.
1: For, for me, it comes down to I'm at my worst when I forget that there are people are people when I forget that people are, people. I'm at my worst when that happens. And I look at, and I think the internet is at its worst when it dehumanizes and it treats people as, as others as them, or because I don't know, it's often done out of, sp- sometimes out of spite, sometimes because these screens are the same screens that we watch Game of Thrones. These are the same screens that we watch TV. These are the same screens that we we interact with all stuff in our world and, and it just becomes another narrative and they become other characters and we forget that some characters are actually real and some are not and that you know, the idea that would you, would you say this to those people to their face? Most people would not or to the families. No, you wouldn't. Why? Well, because then they become real and so...
0: You know, uh, in the... Which trials of J.K. Rowling that came out a few months ago, uh, Megan Phelps Roper, who was from the Phelps Roper family that uh, runs the Westboro Baptist Church, is looking back. She is no longer a part of that community, but she was looking back on her youth being a part of it and how easily her and her family were very sure of the fact that, yes, they were othering people, and they were doing things, if you're unfamiliar with the Westboro Baptist Church, like uh, routinely... Uh, picketing the funerals of veterans, like doing things that were outwardly there to draw attention because they were behaving like the worst elements of society. And they were saying among the most hurtful things that they could say to the people that were in the most pain. And the reason why was because they believed greatly that if they did not do it, even more people would burn in hell forever. And that they let their beliefs subsume the humanity of the moment. And she, I think, fairly eloquently on that show, talks about her personal pathway of understanding, coming to grips with with what it meant to think about a more immediate level of empathy. And so the only thing that this really taught me, uh, this this particular situation, is that there are a lot of people for whom still have that lesson, like that that they... They're on the other side. They're on the Westboro Baptist Church side where their beliefs matter more than the immediate empathy. Because in this case, at least the eat the rich element, they believe that the world needs to be immediately course-corrected because we have a predatory financial system. Um, and and that's why they they relish in making really, really, really gross jokes because... and they they hope that the people hear about it because maybe that'll wake the world up much in the same way that the Westboro Baptist church hoped that we would follow a more godly path that could say, save all of our everlasting souls. I mean, I I
2: think there's also, I don't disagree that there's probably a good number of people who, who are doing it with that intention, but I also think that there's just an anonymous element to it. I think there's just a kind of four to it. Like, yeah, there's a text box and it doesn't take anything to hit enter on the text box. You don't have to put your social security number in. You can be a Twitter egg and say all of these
0: awful things. Um, but if if this were just princess Diana jokes or something like that, uh, like, you know, then it's one thing. Then it's like, Oh boy, isn't there a tasteless element of, of society? Like that happens. Like there, there is to me, that's a cruft of just a, a, an, an event, right? Uh, when when you're doing it with a political motivation which is primarily the stuff that I saw at least maybe okay. this is my own anecdotal thing but most of it was ha 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 lol uh uh, uh you know well, we finally found a good billionaire there at the bottom of the sea like that kind of stuff sure um you know cuz cause,
2: cause, uh, uh yeah uh, it's it 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 really is awful i i especially in those few days when you know maybe they were still a lot you know the just the idea and following it really was
1: uh, man i i hoped awful. you know but i just having been on a submersible under the ocean and knowing <laughs> all the things that can go wrong uh and in this case uh one not quite as sophisticated as that yeah. you're like eh, you know especially not never never been in one like that at that depth or anything like that oh um I want to say something, though, which uh, I want to, you know, we're getting into the era of space tourism. Yep. And one of the things that if you kind of go like, we're going to see more cool stuff and dangerous stuff and things like that done. The thing that is... uh helpful is that the problem with this system, if I was to, you know, uh, have designed things for underwater, not to the scale of, let's say James Cameron, but I've had to design underwater systems and things like this to, for my shark week thing and some other stuff I've been involved with, it is a very complex thing. And I have a tremendous amount of respect for marine engineering because it is just, it is way more complicated than it sort of seems. It's not just keeping things from bursting. You have to deal with things like, does this, what will happen at depth with this, uh seal that i have this rubber seal or whatever when it starts to cool and contract there's all these sort of things that come like gets very complex um one of the things that i'm a big fan of is building things that are autonomous building things that are autonomous building a sub that can because when i saw that and they had that janky controller i'm like cool um this means that every time it did a dive there had to be a human being on board and they couldn't do like 20 test dives at depth or lower with automated and I think you should be building automated systems now entirely do that to test it because one advantage that SpaceX has is by the time they put astronauts on the Falcon 9 yeah the Falcon 9 had done 100 launches had yeah. done 100 launches right and it did have explosions but they had a very good idea about the reliability of that the first time the space shuttle ever carried people was the first time <laughs> the space shuttle ever took off. Yeah. And the, you know, the SLS, you know, we've got, you've seen like, you know, what's been going on with, uh, you know, Boeing's Orion, ca- the Starliner capsule and these other stuff. And just, you realize, holy cow, like what's really helpful is to test this stuff a lot. You know, there's going to be this planned mission this dear moon mission where they're going to send some, you know, celebrities around the moon on a starship at some point, uh, by the time that happens in theory, uh, starship will have done hundreds of launches yeah wow and that's really critical so i think that my skepticism for systems comes into have people has this system been able to be test reliably consistently over and over without people if it has then i feel good about it if the you know if it's only i don't know how many dives this thing went on but like yeah carbon fiber things like this there's still a reason why, like the Navy's not building carbon fiber subs. There's still a reason why this hasn't been adopted more widely, as well known as it is. And we saw, who knows? We still don't know really what the cause was, but yeah, yeah.
0: Hey, do we have any
2: picks? Uh, I got a, I got a pick for you. Oh. Uh, Go. I uh, picked up uh, one of the hot new games of the year. It's the new Final Fantasy. They're making another one of them. Can you believe mm. it? Uh, uh, this is this is probably not what you will like think a final fantasy game should play. Like it is very action focused. You pretty much just control one guy and your other party members just go do their own thing. Um, there's a lot of real time combat. You're not stopping and making turns. Um, but what you get in, 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 in return for that is see so far a pretty gripping uh, high fantasy drama. Um, you know, you're you're kind of in this uh continent where there are big crystals and those there are kingdoms that have built up around those crystals and the kingdoms are fighting and then some of the people turn into the into big monsters and the then they're part of the the politicking of it all. Um it it looks really, really nice. It's on the PlayStation 5. Uh it, it looks really nice. There's plenty of great music. My like only bummer with it is that I've not played more than like an hour and a half of it so far. Um, and so I'm still like in all the tutorial stuff, like, ah, did you know you can buy things at a shop? <laughs> Go to page two, You can sell things at the shop too. Yeah. You know, there's some, well, some little things
1: like that. Yeah. I mean, as a game gets involved and yeah, you know, this is what final fantasy, what we're at like number three now, right? It's number four, it's, it's right? 16, uh, Wait, 16, yeah. uh, yeah, which is really
0: uh, more than 16, way more than 16 too. Yeah
1: uh it is uh, i got a
0: weird numbering system
1: <laughs> it is very it, it's hard because too like the, the danger like right, creating a a another edition in a video game series is in some ways even more complex than if you write a new book in a book series because you need to build your audience and a lot of your audience are new to gaming and you don't just want to keep selling to the people that bought it for it four because you will drop off so it's hard because you have some people that have been, you know, much later on and and are coming earlier on and understand, you know, uh, the rules, how these things work, et cetera. But Bryce, if I played this, I wouldn't have a clue what to do, you know? Sure. Yeah. And I, I and remember I, all I, I know I, final fantasy is I saw the dumb movie with my then girlfriend back in the day. <laughs> in
2: the that that was movie horrible. was okay. That movie was okay.
1: Uh,
2: uh, <laughs> um, yeah and and you know a a friend of mine who's played further says like yeah once you get all out of all of that it doesn't happen you're fine it's not a big deal.
1: oh my god do you know when the first final fantasy came out i think i do justin
2: do you have a guess
0: uh no 89 uh, yeah i, I want
2: to say 89 or 88
1: 87 yeah
2: jesus yeah
1: 87 Bryce. is it older than you uh, it is.
2: Yes, it is. By a
1: couple <laughs> <laughs> You're playing a video game that was invented before. I can't even wrap my head around that. You know, like to me, that's like me watching the honeymooners now and it's still being on air that, that you live in a world where a lot of the content and the mediums and the franchises that you participated in predate you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, any number of. I mean, heck, uh, uh, Spongebob. Spongebob is like still the most popular cartoon on TV right now. And that show is like 15 years old. There are teenagers who are younger than the idea of Spongebob Squarepants. But,
1: which is but e- to our point, too, it would have been impossible for you to have started the franchise when it started because it existed. I just I'm sorry. I'm still my head is trying to wrap around the fact that Final Fantasy is this. They it, you it, it it, it get that much excitement that much enthusiasm for a thing that is so old yeah. so no i used to play pong you know how i played pong back in the day i had to i flipped this switch on my little game console to switch to pong to then play pong on my i had like three games on that thing
2: uh, oh wow and, and in terms of like uh in that same line uh, it is different than what you m- other what you would think of Final Fantasy from other games. You know, it's not t- it's not turn based. It's not a tactics game. Um,
0: but they really do a lot. To- Controversial? Are people upset about that or not? Really, gamers? <laughs> gamers don't like change. They- well, and with Final Fantasy, they've been moving away from
2: that for like the past ten years. So yeah. people are already kind of used to that. Even, um, but there's something really cool that I think I'm really excited about. So. Uh, You know how Amazon has the x-ray feature when you Mm -hmm. pause and say, hey, these are the characters you're looking at. And this is fun, fun facts. So Final Fantasy 16 has active time lore. And so whenever you're playing, uh, including during a cutscene, you hold the touchpad on the on the controller. The game pauses and a menu pops up. And it's this is the lo- this is where you're at. These are these are the people on screen. These are the factions they're talking about. These are like the type of people, these are bearers and monsters and all that stuff. Yeah. So you can and those update as you play the game. So you're constantly able to say, like, what was that? Oh, it was that. What was that? Oh, yeah. it was that. And you know exactly what you're supposed to know, um, which is major. I've played, I've played enough multiple Final Fantasy games alone where I've stopped playing at one point. And try to come back and don't remember what's going on, and then you have to start over or look it up or whatever. I, it's just it's it it's uh it's really clever. So uh, big ups Final Fantasy sixteen,
0: FF sixteen baby.
1: What do you got? I'm reading the uh, Wikipedia on why they called it Final Fantasy, and uh, mm-hmm. they liked it because it could be abbreviated both like in Latin and Japanese. The original working title was Fighting Fantasy, but that was a whole uh, series of books right. of like uh, you know, choose your own adventure, like game books. So that's funny, yeah. And then the reason for choosing the word final, the form of the eventual title, of Final Fantasy, was explained as twofold by Yamatsu. For one thing, it stemmed from Saguchi's personal situation as he would have quit the game industry and gone back to university had the game not sold well. and for another, square under the threat of bankruptcy at the time, which meant the game would have been com- company's last. So, uh, though so I know. have heard that the bankruptcy part of that
2: story is apocryphal. I've heard maybe, that maybe, maybe, but it's even a thing where people nowadays try to go and ask, uh, uh, Yamaguchi. And he's like, I don't even remember what I said or what I meant. And that was 30 years ago. Don't ask me, please. Yeah.
1: That's like, one of the things too, is when you start to get into, I learned this from like studying like star Wars history and watching George Lucas tell the origins multiple times in different ways. And, and it is literally has a lot to do with memory of like what's important to us. And, and it may have been, you know, one day on a car drive, he thought about some tangent to do something and then didn't do it. And years later said, well, I thought about this. And like, Oh, that was the original plan. Like, yeah, he had that idea, but he had, he had a lot of ideas yeah he had a lot of reasons. And we have a lot of motivations. We want, we want the canonical story. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and often the one that winds up getting, Formed either from the creator or from outside the creator is a simple one. Yeah, whether yeah. Or, not, whether oh, yeah. or not we like it. Uh my pick. Pick it up. I gotta say this is I'm gonna you will really enjoy it if this is up your alley. Oh. <laughs> okay. If I like it, I'm
2: gonna like it.
0: Yes. Got it. What is it? Is it a TV show? The new season of You Must Remember This uh, Karina Longworth she does a history about Hollywood history and for the last two seasons she's in the middle of the second part of it now she has done a series on erotic movies through the 80s and 90s I've, I'm a huge fan of you must remember this I believe that you must remember this has influenced my own podcast production style but boy She has said that this season was born out of the fact that she had nothing to do during the pandemic and uh, had a bunch of old magazines she bought on eBay and read through a bunch of old magazines. Oh my God, is it it very apparent that we are viewing the world through the lens of like Entertainment Weekly, Playboy, like, and and a few other things. Look, if you're into a well-informed critique of erotic movies through a feminist lens, Mm. then you will very much enjoy. There are some that I enjoy more than others. Uh, The only critique that I would have, or the largest critique that I would have on this season specifically, is there are a lot of judgments on what the movie was trying to say or what society was trying to say to various reactions mm-hmm. to movies um that that those reactions feel out of step i just don't know i would just say with art sometimes you know as as a, a you know a very wise man once said sometimes a cigar is just a cigar and sometimes it it, it is something else to some people um sometimes an erotic movie is just there you know, sometimes the the people are just crazy or, or uh, thinly drawn because that is what this story calls for. Sometimes it is a commentary that is deeply held by the creators. But to hold every movie to the standard that every writer and every actress and every actor were trying to get a story out about where we are with sexuality and feminism in every version of these movies is, is a bridge a little too far for me. Okay. Uh, but I still very much enjoy it. And I listen to it every week.
1: <laughs> that was the patriarchy talking everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you got to pick. I do. I just finished the book. Remember by Lisa Genova. She also, she's neuro, neuroscientist. She's written other books, and including she wrote the book that became the movie Still Alice with Julianne Moore, which Julianne Moore won the Academy Award for. And so it's a really interesting overview of how memory works. And uh uh it it's it's funny because uh you see here on the wiki on the on the Amazon page, there's a poll quote from Steven Pinker about the book. But in there, she talks about the difference between like simple sentences and complex ones. And she uses this one of Steven Pinker's sentences to say like, well, notice how hard this is to follow or whatever. And by itself, it looks like kind of like a slam, but I believe they know each other and whatnot. So it was just a weird, like, without knowing the context, like, why did you pick on Pinker for that?
2: Um, Mm. Using her expertise as a neuroscientist and a gifts as a storyteller. Yeah, it's a long, it's a little bit of a long sentence. i will run on.
1: No, but that wasn't the one to talk about. This was in the book. She has this whole like, passage from his book and then shows like yeah this passage is really hard to follow by the time you get to hear here and i'm like i was like man like that's weird that she'd pull that it's a weird dig hmm. it's neither here nor there uh she is a really gifted storyteller she's really good it's a lot of the same stories if you're in memory you've heard before but she comes from a point of view of knowing what the hell she's talking about uh so i enjoyed it and that's remember the science of memory and the art of forgetting it's a lot a really good overview of, of like why we forget how do we remember? A loss about Alzheimer's. Oh, If you're yeah. curious about Alzheimer's or worried about that, ah, read this book. I, I recommend it. So, Remember by Lisa Genova. Cool. Here we go. Well, Mr. Strange, Mr. Bright, <laughs> Rod. it's been weird. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>